Hello, everyone, and welcome into the GPS show along with Scott Pirak. I am Gabe Gottesman here, as always, back on a Tuesday afternoon for another great show. It's Super Bowl week, the most exciting week, uh, in my opinion, maybe in all of sports. It's right up there. Scott and I have a lot to talk about, of course. And also, the NFL decided, you know what, not only are we less than seven days away from the Super Bowl, we've also got some huge news, two first overall picks um, former first overall picks switching teams at the quarterback position. So we'll get into that um, and more. A reminder that you can listen to our show on Spotify. Just search up the GPS show. Uh, you can listen to all our previous shows uh, from this year. Or uh, if you're listening to this on Spotify right now, then uh, we are uh, on the air on 88.9 The Bridge from 5 to 6 p.m. on Tuesdays and Fridays. So, Scott, we'll get right into um, the big – uh, the big game that's happening this Sunday, of course, Super Bowl 55 between the Kansas City Chiefs and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I think we'll save our official predictions and our kind of ins and outs of who's going to win the game and why on Friday. For now, we'll kind of uh, discuss some some other news and maybe some, some general storylines from this week leading up to it. Obviously, there's a lot of media. But Scott, you have some games to start us off. And I'm excited. You refused to tell me what they were. I'm ready to hear. I'm ready to start. Okay. Yes, I have two games. The first one, this is an interesting one. We're going to combine, make an all-pro Super Bowl team. Now, the interesting thing is both these teams are very offensive, heavily minded. So, for example, the first category is QB. So, you're going to have to pick between Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. And it's for this game. And that's something you have to think about is experience in the Super Bowl because this obviously isn't just a normal week six game. Um, I mean, it's the Super Bowl. It's the biggest game of the year. So I'm going to give you some positions, and I want you to make your all-pro Super Bowl team. All right. I feel like you should chime in, too. You can give your answer as well. I I already have mine down, but I'm going to put yours down. Okay, so starting off with your quarterback of your all-pro team, and I need a reason why. Well, I understand that Tom Brady's been in 10 of these, but uh, I think Patrick Mahomes is the better quarterback. He's 18 years younger. Um, He's been in the Super Bowl last year, which is earlier than Tom Brady um, has been in it, with all the same players around him uh, that he had last year. So um, I don't think really it's an issue for him in terms of only being in his second Super Bowl compared to Tom Brady. But um, obviously he's the best player in the league there hasn't been a year where he hasn't either made the Super Bowl or won the MVP. So he's kind of reached the pinnacle of the quarterback position every single year. So I, I, of course, I don't think anyone can argue that it's going to Mahomes. And if you would like to play along with Gabe, you can text in at 206-275-9104 if you would like to make your all-pro team. But next up, Gabe, after Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, who would be your running back? Well, the starter for the Chiefs. I feel like this is a layer. Yeah. I mean, Fournette and Ronald, Fournette's listed as the starter. Um, I think I'll go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers running back. But I need one player. This is all, all first team. I'll go Leonard Fournette. He has the most experience in the playoffs. He's been running well. He had that huge touchdown run against the Packers where he looks like Marshawn Lynch. So I'll go with. I'll go with Leonard Fournette. He's the starter on the Buccaneers, and I don't think I could pick anyone on the Chiefs that's better. 
Okay, next you have two receivers. Okay, well. And Travis Kelsey is the tight end. He's not a receiver. All right, he's going to win that one. Um, I'm going to go my number one receiver. I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill. I think that he um, just edges out my number two receiver, who's Mike Evans. I think that Tyreek Hill's speed um, and on my all-pro team, I've got Mahomes at quarterback, so we know what they can do together. Um, and I, he's just in the Bills game, that one catch that he had for 70-plus yards, he's ran away from people. He looked, he made everyone else on the field look slow. So I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill uh, as my number one guy. And then number two, Mike Evans, one of the most underrated guys in the league in the red zone. He had that touchdown against the Packers um, all season long. Even when he didn't have many yards, he was always getting into the end zone. He's a He's become really... I think next year we can see him break out as an all-pro, uh, first-team all-pro receiver because he's getting more comfortable with Tom Brady. And um, and Tom's really kind of developed the outside throw more, which he didn't really need to do in New England as much. So I think Mike Evans is going to continue to get better, and he's going to be my second wide receiver. Did you have the same list? Uh, I have some differences. I'll say mine after you finish the offense, and then I have three defense. Um Next up, maybe the biggest breakthrough is tight end. Well, I have a feeling where you're going here, but yeah, it Gronk's is great. Gronk's, I mean, he had seven touchdowns this year. And the, you could argue these are the two best tight ends we've ever seen play the game. Right. In the same game. Yeah. Travis Kelsey, obviously, top five in the league in receiving yards. Just absurd what he's been able to do. 1,400 yards, second, actually, in the league in receiving. Uh, 11 touchdowns he's just insane so reliable um and he's one of the best receivers in the league and so it's a great starting tight end he's also a pretty underrated blocker okay so are you going kelsey yeah i mean of course yeah okay next up i want one offensive lineman (laughs) okay well two if you want i think there's really a three that maybe stand out I mean, I don't know. Mitchell Schwartz is out. Um, I guess I'll go, I mean, Eric Fisher's out too. So none of those guys for the Chiefs who would really be, in my opinion, the top two people, um, they're both out. I guess I'll go on the Tampa Bay side. Um, maybe center Ryan Jensen, I think, has been pretty good. Maybe Donovan Smith at the left tackle position. Ali Marpet, he's a decent left guard. I don't really know, like Tristan Wirtz. Who would you? I'm curious. What? Who did you say as your offensive lineman? Okay, I said Trist, Tristan Wirtz because I think he's been a standout rookie. I think that he's gonna end up being one of the better tackles in the game within a few years, kind of like a Quentin Nelson. I can see him as. Um, and then the other one I had Marpet, and my kind of reserve was Eric Fisher. Did you have Ali Marbeck because he's like an 89 overall in Madden? That's the only reason why I know him. <laughs> <laughs> I know him because of that. Uh, I mean, I think that they're kind of the – it's hard with the Chiefs when they have their two top O-linemen out. So I, w- I just went to the Bucks top two. Yeah. Okay, and then you have three more positions. First off, I want one cornerback. And this is an interesting one because there's the – Sean Murphy Buntling, 
and then you kind of the Chiefs have like Breland, so there is some names out there you can choose from. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with it's between I think either the Tampa Bay guys, Carlton Davis or Sean Murphy Bunting. Uh, Carlton Davis had five interceptions. Um, 18 passes defended. I got to go Carlton Davis. He's tied for second in the league and passes defended. Sean Murphy Bunting obviously um, had a big role, but I mean, only oh, three passes defended. Bashad Breeland, he's really their standout corner for the Chiefs. Yeah, Bashad Breeland's good. Uh, Traverius Ward has been a pretty good. Also, I mean, obviously he's not uh, up there as one of the top guys, but Legereus Sneed, he's a rookie, a late round pick, and he was very good uh, for the Chiefs this year. But I don't think anyone really comes close in terms of statistics or kind of being the one guy that's closest to being a shutdown corner, Carlton Davis. Seventh in the league in interceptions, second in the league in passes defended. Um, so I, uh, against Kansas City last game, he had five tackles, two passes defended. So I'll take him in that one. Next is the D-line. Um, and this includes kind of the right and left end. So you, your main options are Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Ndamukong Sue, Jason Pierre-Paul are the four that stand out to me. And, and I can't choose Shaq Barrett, can I? Because he's a, technically a linebacker. I, I mean, if you want to, because there's no linebacker. I, the Buccaneers do have the better linebackers, so they aren't one of my thing. So if you want to, you can include him. But then that you'd be choosing him over Chris Jones. Yeah, that's the problem. I think, I think Chris Jones you're right, is the right pick. Frank Clark and, I mean, all these guys are pretty good. Even Adamican Sue and especially Jason Pierre-Paul has been underrated. But seven and a half sacks for Chris Jones um, as a defensive tackle, disrupting uh, in the center. He gets double teamed a lot. He's really um, a dominant a dominant player. So I'll go with Chris Jones. He's a big guy. Uh, he's 6'6", 310 pounds. So obviously... He's not a bad guy to have on your team. Okay. And then last, I want a free safety slash strong safety. And how I really look at this, it's Tyron Matthew versus Antoine Winfield. Yeah, Winfield's had a good season, but it would be so disrespectful not to have Tyron Matthew. He um, has six interceptions, which is third in the NFL, kind of going underrated in terms of he, he's a, definitely a playmaker. We saw what he did against the Browns with that interception he had. But he's just really um, all over the field. He's kind of like Earl Thomas in a way, um, one of those safeties that can be all over the place and um, definitely holds this defense together. He's wasn't all pro um, in the actual NFL. So obviously between these two teams, I'm going to have to put him there as my number one safety. And interestingly enough, I gave you 10 positions. You had five Chiefs and five Bucks. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even know if you realize that. But wow. I got it's going to be a close game. Yeah, I'll go through my list real quick. Obviously, I had Mahomes. Obviously, Brady has the rings, but I think that Mahomes has the talent. Um, at running back, I went with the other Bucks running back. I went with Ronald Jones. He had 978 yards on the year. Um, for receiving, this was an interesting one. I actually put Mike Evans first. He's had 1,000 yards in every, in every season he's played. Um, Hill. Tyreek Hill was there last year, so I mean, if we're talking about for the Super Bowl, I don't know. Maybe that's. Yeah, I, I, I kind of did this just on their pure athleticism, and I think Mike Evans 
obviously doesn't have the same speed as Tyreek Hill, but I like his size and his ability in the red zone. So he would be my first receiver. My second one would be Tyreek Hill. I don't think Chris Godwin is really at that level just yet. He's a star, not a superstar in this league. Um, at tight end, I would go Kelsey, I the same offensive lineman that I gave you. Um, at D-line, I think I would actually go, this is an interesting one. I kind of like Frank Clark on this one. Obviously, Chris Jones is one of the leaders, and I think, but I'm I like the edge rushers a little bit more. Yeah. So I think I'll go Frank Clark, and he's been pretty good this postseason. Um, at corner, I think I would have to go Sean Murphy Buntling. He has a pick in every game so far this playoff. Um, even picked off Aaron Rodgers. Not many can say that. And then for free safety slash strong safety, I would go Tywan Matthews. So I'm also 5'5". Five five. Wow. I mean, that doesn't show you. That explains why we're excited for the Super Bowl because it's going to be uh, – really, in my opinion, an even matchup. And even though the Chiefs, obviously, like, they're favored, they should be favored because they're the defending champions and they have the best guy on the field, still, just, you made a good point last week, which is if you if you bet on the Chiefs, you're betting against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl with the best offense, really, he's ever had, maybe besides the one with Randy Moss. So, it's really hard uh, to, to make a definitive answer that the Chiefs are just going to run away with this game. Um, and if you say the Buccaneers might run away with it, well, then you're betting against Pat Mahomes. Um, so it's going to be a great game. Scott, um, you had said you had a, one more quick game. I do. We're it's, in a game mood today. I have some questions that lead into our big topic of the day. So I have about seven questions for you, and you'll see where this goes. My first question for you is, should the Dolphins draft a new quarterback? There's been Tua Tagovailoa had an interview. In the interview, actually said, maybe I shouldn't buy your jersey yet. Who knows where you're going to be next season? So he bought his Alabama jersey, but that's not the same as the Dolphins jersey. Yeah, obviously, the thing is, uh, I, I don't think so. Because either they get Deshaun Watson, and that's an obvious upgrade, or... I think they got to stick with Tua. They gave him one year, and he what he had a what he didn't he have a winning record. He, um, I mean, he had he had a winning record, but I think you also have to recognize that he had by far the, the he had a defense that forced a turnover. Right, and- but I mean, didn't didn't Russell Wilson have a defense that not carried him to the Super Bowl, but was a huge factor? Isn't he a rookie that was once playing with the best players in the country? at Alabama and maybe it's a little bit of a change. I, I just think that you giving him if you're gonna pick him with the fifth overall pick, you can't just look at Justin Herbert and say, wow, look at how good he was. Now we should just move on. It's been half a season. It's not even been one season yet. So um I, I don't think they should move on from Tua unless okay. they get Sean Watson. So that is your first one. My next one is will Derek Henry be the best running back of this decade he started off hot and he's and he's young mm, that's a good question i would say no because even though he's, he's 27 so i think yeah uh, i think he's got three more years left so there's i mean y- there's some young players that obviously saquon barkley dalvin cook 
Christian McCaffrey still very young. Um, Alvin Kamara still young. And those guys really don't require the same um, workload. So I think that, in my opinion, it's between Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey uh, as the best back of the decade. Maybe it's a dude that we don't even know yet. Maybe he's still in middle school and for the last five years. Najee Harris. Najee Harris, maybe. That's an interesting name to throw out there. My next one, another young running back. It's Jonathan Taylor. My question for you is, is he a top five running back heading into next season? Now, this sounds crazy because he started off the year terrible. He finished third in rushing yards with uh, with 1,169 yards, and he had 11 touchdowns on the year, which was tied for seventh. So I think you can make there. Obviously, leading into the season, in my opinion, the answer is most definitely not. I mean, let's just already list Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey. Then you need one more guy. I mean, Saquon Barkley's back, Nick Chubb. I think it's better. Uh, But um, but at the end of the season, now that's a different story because I think that he could definitely emerge to be one of the top guys. Um, in the league and um, I I think that it's not crazy to say by the end of the season he'll be a top back because great offensive line yeah top speed Um, the only thing that worries me is how much how many attempts he got at Wisconsin could actually affect him in his long-term NFL career but um, I don't think that's going to be a huge factor for him actually doesn't look like it already so I think he could definitely be a top five running back by the end of the year but not now yeah, he was eighth in attempts this year. Um, so I think that's definitely an interesting point you make there. I also think it'll be different because their their offensive their offensive coordinator is now the coach of the Eagles. So maybe they move away from the run a little bit if they get Deshaun Watson or one of those quarterbacks. My next one is about the Super Bowl. If they win, is Tyreek Hill a Hall of Famer? Uh, no, not yet. Well, not yet. I would say if he plays 10 years and has – he, he doesn't even get another Super Bowl. If he has a good – like, if he keeps up the same yardage. If, if, on, if he wins the Super Bowl this weekend and, and then calls his career, would you no, put him in the No, no way. No way. I wouldn't even put Patrick Mahomes in. That's I, old. I think well, I would. He'd, he'd be playing three seasons. He's still won two Super Bowls. That's more than Russell Wilson. <laughs> Yeah, well, Russell Wilson's had 10 straight winning seasons, so I'll wait till Mahomes does that. Um, My next question for you, speaking of winning season, a team that just came off of one, the Steelers. Their current number one quarterback is looking like it's going to be Dwayne Haskins. Um, Will Haskins be a starter in Pittsburgh two years from now, or do you think this is kind of a one-year transition? No, I I think he's a backup quarterback in this league. I don't think he has – really the work ethic or the talent to be honest with you he's not fast um his arm strength is left to be desired I just don't think he's the guy he's he's obviously got some some sparks and he's got some he's he got I, I don't even know what to say I don't think that he uh, will be a starting quarterback I think Ben Roethlisberger is going to be um the quarterback this year still and then I think that they'll draft a new guy or get one in free. Oh, so you think Big Ben's going to return? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. I th- I, I think he's going to retire. So there's a difference we have. I have two more questions for you. The last one goes into our next segment. 
The next one is, does Cliff Kingsbury deserve to be fired after? No, 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 no. He's just getting started. He, the problem is the Seahawks might not win a game. This also leads into our next topic. They might not win a game for the next 45 years because they have to go against Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, and I think Cliff Kingsbury is a good coach, especially with um, all the rest of the teams in the division. I mean, it is just so hard to, to play in the NFC West. Uh, and thank God that they have now three wildcard playoff teams or else it would be hard for any of these guys to make the playoffs uh, besides the division winner because they just beat up on each other. So, yeah. Okay, and then my final question for you of the day. Jared Goff, do you think he will be a Lion in three years? This year he had... Ooh, that's a good question. He had 20 touchdowns to 13 interceptions. He's a young quarterback. He was taken in the first round in 2016. He was actually the first pick in 2016. Um, where, where do you think he's... And fun fact, Dak Prescott is the only quarterback left from that draft that is still on his team or not benched. That is still the starter for the team he got drafted. Wow. Um, but now that he's a lion, they they have a relatively high draft pick. Do you think they maybe take Zach Wilson and then in, this is kind of a one-year play in the I don't dump. think they do. I think Jared Goff's going to be the starting quarterback for the for the Lions for the time being. Um, I, not not the contract is obviously a lot. It's not even like they, they feel obligated to because of how much they gave up, which is their starting quarterback for the past decade. But I, I just think that he's talented enough and they're going to be rebuilding this team for a while. There's no need to try to throw a different guy in there. And he's still young. He's still, what is he, 26? I think he's, he's uh, yeah. he should be the starting quarterback for the next few years. Okay, that's an interesting one. I actually have an interesting take on that. I think there's a real chance that he could get traded right right away i i think i think this this could become the like, which team wants I, I feel like this could become the lions could become the oklahoma city thunder of the nfl where you get a player and you trade him we saw that in the nba they got they got who any green Oubre. or something they got kelly Oubre oh, and yeah. days later he's traded and then they get more players and he's straight all they left with is with his shade goes alexander but that's beside the point. I think that this could become one of those kind of just work up to get picks because everyone knows that the Chiefs rule the NFL right now. The Lions, even if they can get some future stars, they're not going to be in the playoffs within the next three years. I think that's unreasonable until Rodgers retires or leaves Green Bay. Um, so I think they have to build for the future. Just an interesting take for you there. Who do you think won the trade between Matthew Stafford going to the Rams? Well, let's move. Let's move into the trade. Okay. Our next thing up. Um, I think it's it's a hard one to say. Well, first let's say this, Matt. So, for those of you who have been living under a rock or don't know uh, the sports world as much, Matthew Stafford, number one overall pick, quarterback of uh, the Detroit Lions, has never won a playoff game. He goes to the Los Angeles Rams. Um, with a team that just got to the divisional round, uh, one of the best defenses in the NFL, one of the best receiving cores in the league, and Cam Akers, who's a star running back. So Matthew Stafford gets put into that organization. And then in return, the Lions get former number one overall pick, Jared Goff, two first-round picks 
for the next two years and one third round pick this year, um, which means the Rams have not had a first round pick since 2016 when they drafted Goff. So I, you can continue with who you think won the trade because I, it's still up in the air for me, really. Yeah, this is an interesting one. The Rams, uh, there was a statement made by Sean McVay, which is basically what's the point of picks if you aren't going to win a Super Bowl? And I think that's a fair point is that at the end of the day, everyone's looking, the Rams are going to go seven straight years without first round draft pick. The next one's 2023 if they don't trade anymore. Um, so I, I think currently, I think this sets up the Rams better. But when we get to four years down the road, when the Rams haven't won a Super Bowl, I think this puts them in contention. And Matthew Stafford is a good enough quarterback to win the Super Bowl. With uh, The problem with him is he's never been on a great team. He had Calvin Johnson, which, yes, I understand. But he's thrown 282 career touchdown passes and has over 45,000 yards. Um, so Rams win now. Long term, I'm going to go Lions. Because Matthew Stafford is really worth maybe one first-round pick. But the biggest winner here is the Texans organization. The Texans. Yes. And here, let me explain. Because if they, if they can realize what Matthew Stafford got traded for, which is two first-round picks, a third-round pick, and an average quarterback in the league, and then who's – and Matthew Stafford, I think we could both agree, is a top-15 quarterback but not a top-five quarterback. No. There's, he's I mean if really when you look at the quarterbacks in this league he might be a, in the tw- 15 to 20 range yeah, I, I I think you, I would agree with that Deshaun Watson I think we both can make the case is that he is a top three quarterback yeah. when when he has I mean he led the league in yards he led the league most in completion percentage um so I think if you're the Texans organization you see this trade and say I want four first round picks a few third round picks and, and a Sam Darnold. Yeah. And I think you could make the case that that's a fair trade based off what just happened to Matthew Stafford. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think that for me, do I think uh, that's going to happen though? No. Cause it's the Texans. I think this is like a, a rare case where both teams kind of won because the Rams are win right now. They have Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, uh, in their prime, two of the most dominant players we've seen in a long time on the defensive side, and they've got a great offense. Just just the quarterback isn't quite there. So I think giving up a lot for a guy that Sean McVay really likes, um, I think that this could be um, this could be very successful in Los Angeles. Uh, the thing about the Lions, though, uh, with this new fresh start, new coach Dan Campbell, um, new general manager um, obviously it's going to be it's going to be a long way for this team to kind of get anywhere they got some backlash for the third overall pick picking Jeff Akuda instead of maybe picking a quarterback um, because they knew Matthew Stafford probably wouldn't be that happy after another losing season so it's going to be I very think, interesting I think it was the right move to get rid of Stafford though I, I absolutely agree that's why I'm saying it's good for both teams but for the uh, for the Lions to get two first round picks and one third round pick it all depends on who those guys are because another thing important thing to note is the Rams will not be having a top 10 pick in the draft. It's going to be a bottom 10, bottom five, most likely pick. Um, if you're going to get the Rams, uh, 
the Rams draft pick every year. So it's not like they're going to be getting an elite prospect. They're going to be getting a late round, late first round talent. So um, it's going to be up in the air, whether any of those guys hit, because it's just two guys um, that are replacing Matthew Stafford, who was their quarterback for the last um, 10 plus years. So without a, uh, a winning season for him, then um, I, I'm kind of happy for Matthew Stafford to be going to the Rams. I'm not happy as a Seahawks fan because if the 49ers get Deshaun Watson, if the 49ers even stay with Jimmy Garoppolo and everyone gets healthy, who knows? Who knows how good this division could be? But uh, we'll have to see. Scott, before we close out the show, I've got one question for you leading into Friday's show. Um, if Patrick Mahomes wins the Super Bowl this year, you already asked me about Tyreek Hill. How close is he to being the GOAT just riding out his career as it is to already being better than Tom Brady? The Super Bowl counter would be 6-2. to two. The head-to-head would be 1-0, to zero, and that would probably be the end of that. The, uh, he already has an MVP. He probably will get more. He already um, has 50, uh, 50 touchdowns in a season, and who knows how many more he could get. If he wins the Super Bowl this year, is there a more than 50% chance that he becomes the greatest player of all time. I think he's one Super Bowl away at that point. I mean, he finished his first year with 50 touchdowns. He was the first team all pro that year. Um, he was named, the, as you said, NFL's MVP in 2018. Um, he's headed to his second consecutive Super Bowl. He's been in the AFC Championship game three times now in a row. Uh, that's only the second time that's happened. Andy Reid's been the coach both time. Other time was with the Eagles. Um, I'm I, all the accolades are there already, and he's only 25. So right. I'm not quite sure what else you could ask of him. Really, I mean, I think if you put your life on it, there's a more than likely chance you're saying he is the goat, then he's not. Not yet. I think if. Tom Brady wins this, this Super Bowl. I think he cements himself. It's a but I said if Mahomes wins. Because in my opinion, if Patrick Mahomes wins the Super Bowl, and then you told me, all right, if if you get to choose, if you think if Mahomes I, does become the GOAT, you don't die. And if he does, you do die. I would I would take that. I would chance. take that. I would rather be on the side of Patrick Mahomes becoming the greatest player of all time um, than him not. Because uh it especially as the media kind of grows up with him in social media, he's going to be beloved as this guy that just was dominant. And I think he's going to continue that. So. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you. Um, currently he's averaging 2.5 touchdowns per game. <laughs> That's really uh, good. That's insane. Um, and then I, I mean, this was a down year and he had 38 touchdowns. And I think we couldn't, and he completed 66% of his passes, which was actually above his career average. Um, and they went 14 and one, or he did. And then I just think that there's really not much that he's missing. He's fast. He can escape the pocket and he can also throw it 70 yards and can also throw a five yard bullet. So I, I just don't see anything missing. So to end out the show, I'm going to say yes. If he wins the Super Bowl against the modern day GOAT. I will, I will have some changes. I All think right. this could end up being a Michael Jordan LeBron thing. Exactly. I think it's going to become like that too. We're witnessing greatness as it happens this Sunday. We'll, uh, we'll probably be watching one of the most memorable Super Bowls in a long time, uh, no matter what the score is, no matter who wins. So 
make sure you guys tune in on Friday from 5 to 6 p.m. live on 88.9 The Bridge to be uh, listening into our official preview. We'll go give the ins and outs of which team matches up better, uh, who's going to win the Super Bowl, all that um, coming up this Friday on our Super Bowl preview show. So thank you everyone so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.